0: This true first person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to HongKongStories.com. Hong Kong Stories It's better than drama, it's better than comedy, it's real life. Now, from the January 2017 show on the theme of Fresh, here's Francis. Chewing gum and jaywalking, that's rebellious. Smuggling contraband, well, that's just straight out criminal. I was living in Singapore at the time and the idea of becoming a mule, I guess in retrospect, <laughs> was kind of expected. I mean, I had a plausible cover. I, I was travelling from Singapore to Sydney, so that was a plausible cover. And rather than be scared, the idea of smuggling contraband into a country notorious for capital punishment, Singapore, actually gave me a rush. <laughs> and what started out as small for personal use, what well, soon morphed into commercial quantities. <laughs> Up to 20 kilos of commercial contraband provided by a reliable supplier in Sydney, my father. And as news got out, I soon had friends and friends of friends ordering this high-grade contraband. And some would say, inevitably, I ran into a problem. I'd run out of storage. And for my product, that was terminal. You see, fresh meat, it rots pretty quickly. (laughs) So I was left with no choice. I bought a freezer but no ordinary freezer. A 150-litre workhorse, a chest freezer taking pride and place in my laundry, which was an unusually located room protected by a security grill but openly exposed to Singapore's stifling humidity and the neighbourhood thoroughfare. And before too long, the chest freezer resembled a high-end neighbourhood thoroughfare all of its own where... Gourmet sausages and steaks were sharing space with pork and lamb, as well as seasonal visitors like honey baked ham, turkey, and lobsters. (laughs) And despite all the parties the Christmas parties, the dinner parties, and the barbecues the freezer never emptied. Ordinarily, not a problem. Till it's time to move out. (laughs) The decision to leave Singapore, it really wasn't my decision. In fact, I'd been in denial for months. So when my transfer came through, it caught me by surprise. I was unprepared. And with my wife away on an extended business trip, it was left for me, a mere male, to do all the packing. (laughs) It's a stressful occasion, but smoothed over, of course, by the efficiency of Asian packers. Ah, Mr Francis, sir, what to pack? It's a crap out of me. Beside the chest freezer, everything, and quickly? And so it was, everything, and quickly. I had cling wrap wrapped, gladly wrapped. I had pillows still sheathed in their slips, stuffed into boxes. And I had every socket-needing appliance pulled and packed. And by day's end, all that remained was the chest freezer, waiting to ship, to my brother's apartment upon my return from yet another business trip. Now I don't know how any of you feel when you return home from business trips, but for me, there's only one of two things that I ever want: the first, just either just alone time to decompress; the second, sex. which at the moment is a time to decompress. <laughs> but that's another story. Neither of which is offered by security guards, nor wanted, I have to say, <laughs> and certainly not from the two who nervously confronted me as I hopped out of my taxi. <laughs> Sir, where have you been? And your wife, where is your wife? You have a problem. A uh, wife problem? Yeah, okay. <laughs> My wife's away on an extended business trip. What's the problem? Someone has died in your apartment. (laughs) And with that, I was ushered upstairs. And as the elevator door opened onto the neighborhood thoroughfare, I closed my eyes and I joined the dots. I didn't have a problem. I had a big problem. You see, there's a cleared-out apartment, a missing wife, the putrid smell of death, and a husband that's done a runner for well over a week. Okay, this doesn't look good. Nor does it smell better, but it's not what you're thinking. I can explain. And with that, I lifted the lid on a gastronomic orgy gone wrong. Horribly wrong. In the week that I was away, the meat had softened and thawed. I had sausages up the rump of steaks. I had <laughs> lamb and I had lamb and lobster creating surf and turf and the trio of honey-glazed ham, pork and turkey. They were creating some sort of non-kosher. Thanksgiving celebration that can only be described as a bestial menage a toi. <laughs> Seemingly, the packers had followed my instructions precisely, pulling every socket-needing appliance and leaving the chest freezer unpacked, destroying thousands of dollars' worth of meat... And exposing my neighbours to rot and stench so bad it may well have been confused to a teenage boy's bedroom. <laughs> now, needless to say, the freezer never got to my brother's. And for certainty, we did do a search of the apartment, and I'm pleased to report no missing bodies were found. So I left Singapore freely. But in truth, I was never a free man. You see, I missed that feeling, that, that rush of smuggling and not getting caught. <laughs> I needed a new market. So after a couple of years of searching and researching, I eventually found one. But just know this. If any of you are ever invited to my place for a dinner party or barbecue or perhaps a weekend roast, you will be now knowingly eating and abetting a smuggler which according to Hong Kong's criminal ordinance means that you'll be tried and prosecuted as though you are the, pro- the, the principal offender. But you know what? In my opinion, a $50,000 fine and six months in prison, it's a pretty small price to pay for what would be your Hong Kong story. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more, visit us on hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell.